Welcome to New Zealand Pubcast. Enter in the dance, plug it in and we begin. Crowd up in the centre, they watch me with them. Watch the way we drop it in a mix time. Rise and amplify it when we come in with the swing. Just following the pattern naturally. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to New Zealand Podcast. Session 17. Thanks. Is, it, is it 17? It is 17 now. 17 is coming up okay, quick. So we had an aborted episode. We had the same problems. Major sound problems, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It sounded even worse than it normally does. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not saying much. So, sorry to um, our guest that week. Uh, was it uh, Yorkshire Man? Yorkshire Man, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll have Yorkshire Man back, we'll get him back another yeah. time. So, here we are once again in the best of a bar in Christchurch. <laughs> It's our last time, though, we decided. Yeah. This so, is our farewell show so to the Bar. I think we've done every single episode. Recently. The, well, the last <laughs> 10, I think, have all been in the Vespa Bar. Yeah. Vespa Bar is nice because you can come here and it's, 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 we've got a nice little enclave here and um, got good sound quality and it's not usually too busy. And uh, yeah, that's what it says. But I think we're just getting bored. And also, they just put the prices up. I noticed that, too. That's not cool. That's not on. So. Purely for economic reasons, we're going to move somewhere else. We're not sure where yet. Um, this week, joining us, we have a special guest. We do. We have uh, Andrew the Canadian. Andrew the Canadian. One of two here around the table. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm really outnumbered. As you may know, I was also from Canada. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There, there, there it was. Two two life. Life. If you're looking for it, will be, be a common guest. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, back to it. As, uh, as Johnny Dodge alluded to, we're... Um, this week we're going to talk about sex and party pills. And party pills, yeah. The basics. The basics. Of the very basics of living in New Zealand. So what is NZ Pubcast all about, Rob? Well, Johnny Dodge, I'm glad you asked because uh, NZ Pubcast is all about um, what it's like living in New Zealand, all things New Zealand, the unofficial travel guide of New Zealand from a couple of blowlands, sitting in a pub drinking beer. Sweet. I, like I think it. that's what covers it, doesn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. We don't it's want to it's dwell such a good idea. Every time yeah. I think about it, <laughs> all seventeen times. <laughs> all seventeen times. So um, Andrew has recently. He's, he's another blow-in. Um, he's just recently arrived. Two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. two weeks. That's wow. two weeks. Isn't it? Two weeks and three days. So yes. okay, so you were um, sitting in your house in Canada, in the recent past, and you thought, "Let's move to New Zealand." Is that what happens, or was it like? Well, the seed was planted a long time ago. Because I've been a citizen, well, since I was, I think, 80, 1986. You're an inside citizen? Yeah. Oh, my dad, okay. my dad's born in, well, I think he was born in Waikou or Waikou something. But Where's that? I don't know. It's <laughs> There's a lot of Waikou something. It's south, south of Auckland. But, south of Auckland. Um, spent the majority of his life in Auckland. Came to Canada when he was about 24. And because of his lineage, uh, we, our family and myself, have the privilege of yeah, having passport and citizenship rights. So you had a, you always had a Kiwi passport. No, I only got a Kiwi passport uh, six years ago. Actually, when I went to Ireland, I, it was the first time I pulled out my New Zealand passport. Oh, really? So you've been to Ireland as well. Yes. You're a traveling man. Oh yes. All right. Have you yeah. been anywhere else? Thailand. I haven't lived there, but traveled oh. there. But yeah. Cool. 
So yes. you, yeah, you, you mentioned before you're in Orange. You're in Dublin. Lived in Dublin for a year. Lived in Dublin. Yeah. Um, put away my orange shorts because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some MEC orange shorts straight from Canada. Um, well, yeah, I think you are it. still allowed to wear orange shorts. And, you are? Okay. Well, <laughs> I think, I the company it... I was keeping were, were quite delighted that I was one of the few, the only mm. Protestant working in a school full of Catholic teachers, <laughs> in, in, but, in, but in a multi-denominational school. Oh, so yeah. yeah. It wasn't as controversial, but they had, they had fun with it, as most Irish people have the uncanny sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know. Oh, we know. It's all about like a load of And you know, like... 17 times over. <laughs> Uh, so you moved here with your whole family. Whole family, yeah, four of us: two, one three-year, three-year-old, four-year-old, and my wife and I moved here, and we left Canada in the dead of winter. It wasn't too bad, but shortly after we left, apparently it was minus twenty-seven with the wind chill. Oh, I miss home. Oh, yes. I really miss home. <laughs> so. That's insane. What part of Canada is that? It's can well, that's all over Canada. <laughs> really? That's just Canada's maybe, one big ice Except block. for maybe the the coast. Yeah, it doesn't get as cold out in Vancouver. It, does, it, does it seriously get that cold? Oh shit, yeah. I thought it was just like way up north it got no. that bad. It, it's it's a country of extremes because you can you can be in thirty plus weather in the summer. Yeah. And then you can drop down minus thirty in that's the winter. Bad. It's it's pretty. So where exactly in Canada did you come from? Calgary. Oh, okay. Calgary. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, eastern side and the Rocky Mountains. So most people know Vancouver, and then you just guide them over the mountains, and that's Calgary. And actually, the guy that I bought, I bought a desk for Connor and Liam yesterday, and up in the Kashmir Hills there, I went driving up there, which is very nice. And he had actually been to the Calgary Stampede this past July. Have you known anything about Calgary Stampede? I have no idea what you're okay. talking about right okay. now. Okay. Calgary Stampede <laughs> is like the rodeo event, greatest outdoor show on, show on earth. And oh, really? basically, what you need to know about it, though, is that it's just an excuse for drinking. Okay. Drinking for, like, what, 10 days? Copious or? amounts of drinking. 10 days of drinking and a lot of superficial cowboy hoopla. <laughs> yeehaws <laughs> everywhere? Yeah, a lot of yeehaws, a lot of drinking. I so. thought there was no cowboys in Canada, there was just Mounties. <laughs> See, I'm the voice of the world here. Right. I'm just, you know, you know the international part. voice is good, but the Mounties yeah. just kind of watch carefully while the cowboys drink copious amounts of liquor. And then like any time, you know, fight breaks out, they just kind of go in with the mace and just spray everybody. They go, in with no, the be- they go in with the beaver pelts. Yeah, the beaver Stop pelts. Stop <laughs> well, I was telling you before, wasn't that Johnny, that beaver is the, the national animal of Canada and you didn't believe me? Well, <laughs> I thought I didn't believe you, I just thought it was so funny. Oh, it is funny, but you know there's a... Um... What's so funny about beaver? <laughs> it's just the way yeah. you say it. <laughs> I like beaver. <laughs> And You're obsessed with beavers. Apparently, <laughs> there's a beaver in Colorado, right? Beaver Colorado. Beaver Colorado. There is a beaver Colorado. At the liquor store. Yeah, liquor beaver. <laughs> liquor beaver. Yeah. Beaver liquor. Beaver liquor. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fantastic. Uh, fucking so. Anyway, back on track. The original question of where I came from and why we're here. Uh, well, we're going to be forging ahead as hopefully as residents of New Zealand. Going so your wife's the Canadian. Yep. Okay. No passport. Nope. So she's applying for residency. She is, and she's applying for a work visa here, which made it made it made for a very interesting commute this way. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> we got into LA International, and we didn't have a return ticket, and um, they made us buy one so we could leave LA. In the airport, they just yeah. buy one. Yeah. Explain that again. So you got so, to LA. Yeah, you have to provide proof. I think it's what the airlines do to. Just to cover their, their tails is that or to get have, more money. Well, that too. 
<laughs> they don't want to get in obviously. trouble. They want to make money and not Okay, so you went from Vancouver to LA and then... No, they... we went from Calgary to LA and okay. we got to LA. Well, we actually got into Calgary. They said, well, where's your return flights for Connor, Liam, and my wife? And we didn't we didn't have them because we were going to apply for work, work permits and apply for a residency. Oh, and didn't that, have any that, of that, stuff. that was good enough when we spoke to the embassy here. Yeah. And when we spoke to the high commission office, that was fine. But as a security measure, they want they want you to have proof. They want you to have proof of your ability to leave the country. If, if so. If, and we've you know. since spoken to someone at the immigration office, and they said, well, actually, you just need to be able to provide a bank statement saying that you have money to get out of the country. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to show up and just be a sponge. Well, fair enough. But I mean, I, 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 I came here with a single ticket. I didn't have a single ticket. Yeah, yeah. You what did they bastard. say to you? Sorry? I had to buy one. Really? Yeah. Man, you're a sucker. Well, we had to go back anyways <laughs> for a wedding. That's what I say. <laughs> no, honest to God, I mean, I arrived here and um, I arrived here at like six o'clock in the morning. And there was lots of customs guys there, and they were going through everyone's bags and looking for fruit. I thought they'd be looking for drugs, but no, they're looking for fruit. What's that? Um, That's marijuana. Just yeah, put that, that aside. Yeah. You got any apples in there? <laughs> you little fucking. You Declare, your Declare your citrus. Declare your citrus. It was unbelievable. And then your mom just went goes, um, so what are you doing here? And um, I was like, uh, oh, just kind of working holiday kind of thing. Which is funny because I had a working holiday visa. Anyway. <laughs> okay, it's not too funny. Yeah, that's not that funny. <laughs> and um, and, I, and so he you, said, how much money do you have? And I said, I've got loads. you got loads. That's I didn't give him a figure. Official, I just said, I've got loads. Official teller's stamp. Yeah. Loads, loads. <laughs> right on the teller. Yeah, and he was like, he just kind of like smiled and let me swear. He didn't, uh, never provide any evidence, so, you know. Um, well, and I, I believe that because they're, they're extremely nice and very affable. And, and this was an Auckland, this wasn't even a yeah. church. Yeah, no, they were very nice about it. And so, she, LA wasn't nice. LA? Auckland nice. LA, here's what happened. LA, do we want to get into this? If you want to. <laughs> cut me off. We can cut it out later. Okay, we can cut it out later. Okay, right. <laughs> well... We had a four-hour layover in L.A. before we got on a plane to L.A. And the L.A. airport is, um, if you're flying internationally, you're quarantined in this in this tiny little section with three restaurants and a gift shop, overpriced gift shop. And uh, my younger son, Liam, went. we went for a little stroll, and we ended up accidentally crossing one of the lines that takes you into the forbidden international <laughs> U.S. soil. Where you can buy fruit again. Where you can buy fruit again. And you can buy all sorts of American novelty items. <laughs> and then we tried to get back in. We'd literally taken two steps. And it's all because we were looking at a mural on the wall. So it was like tape and, on the floor kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. And Liam just is a runner. And he ran past this yellow line. And I just grabbed him. And then we looked up on this on this mosaic. And then suddenly we turned around. And, and I know the guy saw us leave. But he still said, you must go around the other side with your boarding pass to get back there. I said, well, my boarding pass is with my wife back in, back over where we're, the, the lounge area. Over the line. Yeah, <laughs> over the, more importantly, over that crucial line that I just crossed. The, the, the tape. See the one with the tape there? Yeah, yeah. the big tape, yeah. Um, it was all double layered, was it? <laughs> that was foreboding tape. Uh, yeah. So they actually made you go back through. And then we went they back through. Yeah, we went back through. We went and realized that we would have to we speak to someone at the Air New Zealand counter about our our problem, and um, we had to buy three tickets to Sydney out of Auckland or out of Christchurch rather. 
to yeah, prove that we could, so that they would allow us to go through the turnstile you're, with the border. You didn't yeah. actually have to do that, did you? Oh yes, you we did, and we're actually in the mo right right at this moment we're we're processing a refund because we bought I bought a FlexiFare ticket, so I wouldn't. Jeez, it was wow, that is unbelievable. Well, what's unbelievable is I mean I've felt stress in my life before. Um, when my son was born and he turned on his umbilical cord and and several other times you know near death experiences etc auto accidents but this was fucking stressful <laughs> you got your entire family waiting half your family's waiting on the other side of the orange tape, tape. <laughs> and the other half is with you falling asleep on my shoulder and we're about an hour away from from having to board the plane so thank god for that layover because we had to go down and buy us tickets and then make it all the way past to get across customs through and then get on the plane. Okay, tell me that if you're a smoker, I mean, was there any smoking area in this little quarantine? You know, I don't know. I don't know if there was actually. Yeah, well, I wouldn't though. I, wouldn't I don't think, think so. so. I think yeah, if, yeah. as soon as you set foot, if you got any fresh air, you had to be able to provide proof that you were <laughs> flying back, like you're getting on a flight. I haven't forbid months. you need fresh air. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, I've been to Chicago uh, airport and I mean, there's no smoking areas there whatsoever. You can't smoke inside the airport. You have to go outside. And, um, yeah, I had to queue to get out and, you know, get things stamped and boarding passes stamped. And yeah. it was fucking ridiculous. And it was miles away. It was like, it's yeah. a big airport. Yeah. And then, so, you know, go out and have, you know, whack as many cigarettes into me in about five-minute period. <laughs> and then leg it back to, uh, you know, the, the, the boarding pass. This is good information for people. No, if, if, yeah, all, if you're uh, listening you know, out in, there. In the U.S. We do you, have a lot of people. You will get a lot of people. You will get a lot of slightly different answers from people, which we did. Um, but back in July when we were planning this trip, I mean, we, we phoned the High Commission office and we phoned the embassy and, and, and checked on it and said, well, as long as you're a New Zealand citizen, your family, you'll be able to sponsor them when you get back, get to New Zealand. Your, your wife will be able to apply for a work permit. Your children will be as dependents. No worries. Get off the plane. Come get your IRD number. You're good. You're good as gold, as they say, right? And uh, yeah, so I crossed it off the list and then it didn't come back and haunt me until... The guy at the Air Canada station said, you might have some trouble when you get into L.A. I don't know. We might get fined from the <laughs> – anyway, um, yeah, it was one of the most stressful, probably the most stressful moment of my life. That's insane. That's crazy. And all because you're a kid running across the little line. All of it. All because <laughs> – um, He is going to – like he'll never – I mean when he's old enough, I'm sure, he'll tell him that story. I tell him how stressed out you were. But, he'll, I, he'll feel guilty. but according to the lady we bought the ticket from – they would have asked for proof of a return ticket when we boarded the flight to Auckland. Ah, she's just trying to sugar it up for you. Well, she's trying to sugar it up. <laughs> no. I didn't know. I didn't want to gamble, so I said, "Can I get a refundable three tickets?" <laughs> and yeah, so like I said, we're in the, in the process. We're in the process of refunding, and that's when I phoned okay, you. Okay, so, so the trip I, is over. You're here now. Um, how do you how 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 you find it? Out? Um, now you're back in New Zealand, back in New Zealand, so you're long lost in New Zealand. Getting so back you, to the are you enjoying routes. it? Absolutely. Yeah. This is it's, this. it's a lot different from where you were coming from. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, but this, I mean, the scenery. I mean, it goes without saying. Uh, I read somewhere yesterday. I think it was a Lonely Planet book that you're no matter where you are in New Zealand, you're never more than 128 kilometers from the sea. Yeah. And if you've grown up in the prairies, that's fucking great news. <laughs> you know what I really can't stand in Canada? Is you'd be in the middle of the prairies to go to a seafood restaurant. <laughs> that's wrong. Or you see, the, I don't know, you probably, you ever see, when you drive along the highway and you see those signs and people selling seafood on the side of the road? 
where does it come from? Yeah, like, well, fresh <laughs> seafood. Oh, it can't be that fresh. It must like have been airdropped. From the sea. Maybe they fly it in. They freeze it and then they drop know. it in, like, Red Cross crates. Well, like, in Alaska, don't they have, um, they have an airplane pizza delivery? They have these guys who, like, basically deliver pizzas by airplane. And they, like, they use, like, Cessnas and they land on roads and in fields and stuff and deliver their pizza. And, you know what I mean? Because yeah, everybody's so... That's the American fucking, dream right yeah. there. <laughs> 30 minutes are free. Well, imagine I've been a qualified pilot, um, you know, I'm a pizza delivery boy. Yeah. <laughs> you can strive for something new. I could, like, man, like, I'm yeah. thinking of doing that. Aviator's license. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> I could be a pizza delivery guy in Alaska. Old Johnny Flyboy. Would be, um, yeah, be a good earner. But um, right, so um, you're here, and you're gonna you're gonna find a job at some point. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Something in my field. What, um, what is your field? Oh, I'm teaching. So I'm waiting for people to trickle back into the schools. You'd be fine, yeah. Yeah, Janu- January 29th, I think, is when every... Teaching, I think, is one of the things they're totally got a shortage of. So um, if you're a teacher and you listen to this and you want to move country, <laughs> you get a job, no problem. And you say, oh. Yeah, no well, that's what they tell us. But yeah. uh, we'll see. Get, like, if you're a Kiwi, you get like, a massive grant just to go to college to become a teacher. Well, or if you go to Invercargill, they'll pay your way. They'll pay your way. Yeah. But I mean, they'll, 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 it'll be free in Invercargill, and also they'll give you like living expenses if you become a teacher. So you know, there you go. Not bad. Not bad. Well, I've noticed the the advertising through the Teachers College at University of Canterbury. I've seen several like several ads about come and train to be a teacher. So obviously, there's a, a real drive. There is totally. a need. I know um, a lot of teachers here, and most of them are foreign. Um, really? A lot of them are English, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's like, you know, if you have a degree, you can become a teacher fairly easily. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's um, one of those what? things. Uh, nurses as well is another one. Or anything yeah, actually, in IT times. as well, too, yeah. Anything in IT. Well, IT goes out saying. So, <laughs> I don't even have to mention that. Don't one one, know, one other thing, just before, that I thought was interesting about New Zealand when I got here was that um, the 6 o'clock swill. Have you heard about this? How mm. between... 1917 and 1967. Was it 67 that? Yeah, it ended, but that that's when all the pubs had to close. They were obliged to close at 6 p.m. In so New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, in New Zealand. New Zealand. So everybody would show up after work at like 10 after 5, and they would drink their faces off until 6 before they got kicked out. And that only changed in, in like the late 60s. You can imagine all the burgeoning flower children saying, fuck this, I'm going to go smoke reefer yeah, in my yard. It, it caused just major strife. I mean, it was like these guys coming home blots from the pole at 6 o'clock in the evening. Like, I mean, you know, the whole point of it was to kind of get husbands back to their wives. They were afraid that every old men in New Zealand were just selfish fuckers and all they wanted to do was drink. Um, but actually what they the, the law actually meant that they did become selfish because all they wanted to do was drink. Because it, it encouraged binge drinking is what it did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it is a binge out. drinking culture here. I think we've touched on it before. It totally It is, is but, you know. Not to the extent of the But not in Ireland. No. Compared, to, compared to, say, Ireland, it's not a binge drinking culture. They're, kind of, they're like a sipping culture compared to Ireland. Um, but like I heard it as well, like in those days, they had these special things. and Like they, they developed machines that would put the beer like into your mouth like they didn't even use glasses it was like um it would just like pump the beer into your mouth like into your veins and go so for that hour you could just basically sit there with a pump in your mouth and just drink and uh, not say anything i think my last time here i might have experienced a a bit of a hack version of that because i was at the bay of islands with my cousin and he said you ever shotgun a beer and of course with the lingo being slightly different i 
I said, well, yeah, sure I have. drank a beer very quickly. Well, he punctured a hole at the top of my super can. And, and he said, just now just open up your mouth and let it flow down. Don't even try and swallow it. Just like sucking gas. <laughs> so I just... And um, it sounds like a similar thing. I mean, I've never had more beer. So you have four of them in before six. I got, well, what you do I got is, three yeah, of them in. You I got three the of them in. Of the cum, and then yeah. you, you pull the and Then top. you open the top. That's yeah, right. It just for, it's just the pressure or something. The pressure just, just pulls it out. And if you can if you can control the gag reflex, you can ingest a lot of liquor in a short amount of time. <laughs> That's good to know. Good to know. And the know. last thing I remember, I was face down in the coral reefs up by Russell. <laughs> nice. Mr. Environment's here himself. Puking in the coral Christmas. reefs. <laughs> well, so, right. uh, we're, we'll uh, we'll bang on a yeah. little we'll New Zealand stories for the week. Um, and uh, we'll have some more comments there from Andrew. Um, Andrew the on, Canadian, on what fresh, he, off, what fresh off the plane. Fresh so, off the great, um, great white. Well, we should. We were going to talk about, again, quickly, the party pills. Party pills. Well, we just can't get away from them. Okay, yeah, party pills. Everyone knows, um, that listens, regular listeners will know about party pills, the legal drugs in New Zealand. And, uh, One quick thing, Andrew. Not not legal in Canada, right? Never. And what what, what surprised me the most? No. What I, yeah. well, brother who was at university here mentioned them, but I, I was surprised to see that they are actually painted signs on the streets <laughs> advertising them. You know, as as clear as as the signs are for the post and the police station. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's surprising. So I. It's a new thing for you. I, it's a new. Okay, so, so uh, there was a recent study done on. Um, on party pills. We love um, our um, studies um, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we always call them studies, basically. Mm. And uh, uh, research done um, released to show that the under influence of party pills um, participants scored higher on driving tests than other subjects. Yes. Um, so the, the study found improved driving performance among people who were taking the pills six hours after consumption. So you're you're pro party pill then still. Well, you know, I, 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 I acknowledge the, the reason why they have to exist, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, people need to take something to get them off their tits. And if you, if you take away party pills, they'll just be replaced with something illegal and ten times more nasty. But this this research, though, it said, oh, yeah, the, some people scored better on driving. Mm. Not counting the ones that were vomiting and shit in the bed and everything else that was the all, all the other uh, side effects of yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but they I mean, were better at driving. They were better at driving. That's right, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean... <laughs> they might have been puking, but they were driving fine. <laughs> well, that's like, it's like, uh, I mean, the equivalents um, of party pills, was, I mean, kind of some of the drugs are kind of put in the same bracket would be maybe speed, coke, uh, you know, phetamines, basically. Um, I mean, I think party pills are basically, they're like a, an embedment-based type drug. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll so. be right back. <laughs> I'm just off to get myself some. Um, okay, so none of the. Okay, so we had a. It was like a study done, and they gave uh, placebos to some people, um, and they gave alcohol to some people, and then they gave cannabis to other people. So it was a big, a big mismatch of different drugs. I don't want to see, you know, what kind of results they get just from putting it through these driving tests. Um, none of the placebo group experienced any. Differences, okay, surprise, surprise, okay, because they were taking nothing. Four of the ten people who took party pills and three of the seven people given uh, herbal highs and alcohol um, had better results in driving. So even if you do take some booze and party pills, you yeah. still be better driver? If you take booze on its own, then you're going to be like a shit driver. Yeah. But if you take booze and the party pill... So <laughs> basically what you're this gonna is... You're going to have improved performance this is telling me somebody like, who's taken nothing. You know, last call... 
chug a couple more, but that's okay. Yeah, I got a packet of party I mean, pills. It doesn't actually say how much they have to drink or whatever like that, but uh, but yeah. But, I mean, it's it's and then and it gives the usual thing that like you know certain people who took party pills have side effects such as agitation, agitation, I should say. Anxiety, hallucinations, vomiting, <laughs> and migraines. Oh, just minor. Just yeah. minor then. Don't say how many of them actually had those. Um, I've certainly had agitation on a party pill, but um, none of the other. I've never had the other symptoms. What gets me is the study had to be called off because of all these ill side effects. And, well, this study was brought brought forth just to see, you know, to see if they should ban them or not. And then they're like, whoa, 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 we can't continue. Because well, how, much does a, how much does a party pill... pill? Cost you. Like, is it, is it's it... about 35 bucks, and I think you get four. Okay. And I think two is basically a dose of, like, for 12 hours. Or you, I mean, you're not, you're not going to sleep for 12 hours if you take two, basically. Okay. But I wouldn't take two at the same time. <laughs> so there's mixed messages in this yeah. this ingestion. Uh, so basically, if you're going to take party pills, you should take two in the night. But don't... One, don't is, be... one is just not enough. Because okay. <laughs> after one, it's like you're having such a good time, and it'd just be, it's just, such, you know, be a shame. So is it like, is it like a rave drug almost? Like, yeah, it is. Kind of like, yeah, okay. yeah, very okay. similar. Okay. So, okay. I mean, in Ireland, right. they kind of they market it. It was legal in Ireland. Apparently, it was legal for a little while. They banned, I think, after a few months. Um, but I mean, basically, it was kind of sold as in the, uh, it's like ecstasy, but um, it's nicer, but it's better, and it's more natural, and uh, it doesn't have the same come down. So being brand new to it. We were actually discussing here before we got on air. We were talking that uh, maybe we'd have a special party pill episode. Okay, so we're going to have an episode where we actually take these party pills. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic idea. Well, I mean, the thing is, it sounds like a fantastic idea. It'll probably be a terrible idea, but I think we should still do it. Yeah, why not? Just in the interest of science. <laughs> well, well, we'll conduct our own research. Exactly. And then we can quote ourselves. Exactly, 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 exactly. And the one thing with that is, is that we can't drink. Is it? Yeah, we cannot drink because if we do why, drink, why why can't you drink? Okay, you can drink, and drinking on party pills is so much fun I can't even describe. It's fun, but it's reckless. And uh, it's fun, it's reckless. The only problem with it is you die when you uh, the next day. I mean, you're useless. It's like your hangover. It's like the worst hangover you've ever had. Multiplied by twenty. It's just fucking horrendous. I mean, the whole next two weeks are a write off. You're not yourself at all. You're, you're just. It's just horrible, horrible, oh. horrible. So I mean, I always vowed that if I ever took I would know. never, never, ever drink alcohol. I think you still can feel a bit shit the next couple of days, but if you drink alcohol, it's just ten million times worse. You know, because you got the time. Because I, I think it just multiplies the effects of alcohol basically on your liver, so it just takes you a lot longer to recover, and the effects are much, much bigger as well. So we're gonna do that. That will be coming up. That's something to look for, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Okay, so we've got a, another couple of things we want to yeah, mention. Yeah, let's, let's cruise through them because we've talked about party pills. Okay, what, what's, what time have we got? What time? Yeah, we got a quick short, short time for a quick short war. Is that all? Really? Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay, time well, flies. very quickly, uh, I want to talk about Hillary Clinton. Hillary? Yeah. Who's Hillary? Um, she Give was, it to uh, us, Johnny. Give okay. it to us. You know what you want. Yeah, that's good. Just... <laughs> Um, we had like um, freaking two log crew intro. We're not going to talk about sex. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so um, Clinton announced her uh, candidacy for the presidency, and she has, as of today, she is uh, soared into the lead in terms of the Democratic um, candidates. Okay, so she's like, uh, let's see, she's 41% among Democrats or Democrat leaning voters. Um, 
Mr. Barack Obama, probably not pronounced that properly, um, he's only got 17%. So it's a bit not of a difference that. there. I would have thought uh, Barack would have been way in the lead, but um, I suppose, um, I don't know, I, I, maybe America's a long way off electing a black man. As, uh, They'd as rather presence. go woman than black. Yeah, it's interesting though, like, you know, because I, mean, I also I reckon... like the fact that Al Gore's in the race, even though he said time and time again, I'm not right. Yeah, running. he's got 10%. He's in fourth. Yeah, he's, got, he's got 10%. Uh, John Edwards. Um, 11. He's got 11. And Al Gore is, is 10. How, John Edwards, I think, would how, be. How, how bad would you feel, though, if you're running and you got 1% more of the vote than some dude that's not, <laughs> he's not like, said he's not he's running? He's not even trying. Well, I mean, it's, it's come on. Well, I mean, the thing is, we're, it's early days. You know, it right? is early days, but, but, he's, but Al Gore's probably taking that issue of climate change on I think, yeah. head on, and that's probably going to be the biggest political issue in the Big next. Time, yeah. I think that film has yeah. actually had a huge effect been, uh, yeah. on a lot of people. They had, it on, people they had it on the plane it. over, actually. Did they? Oh, really? Yeah, you could choose on Air New Zealand. They had it as one of the top films you could choose to. So have, while you're flying across the I, ocean, I, I still you can read it. You can watch about how decimated and doomed it all is. Yeah. Have yeah, you seen it? I haven't actually. No. no. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much know everything that's in it. I, I reckon. I mean, basically. It's essentially, a sophisticated PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. Actually. But a good one. Though. Well, I liked it. There's some parts that I thought were just dwell on too much. You know, just saying, oh, it almost came across like, oh, you could have had this if you would have voted for me, kind of boohooish. Ah. I just he, I didn't, he per, I, I, yeah he personalized it in ways that that rubbed people the wrong way like it really chapped my ass actually it didn't rub me the wrong way it chapped my ass <laughs> well that's worse than rubbing oh you the wrong God. way quite Everyone quite a bit stop worse fucking yourself with a vibrator that's all you have to say <laughs> well we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes feel that like sensation I, around your anus yeah, <laughs> just stop it it's the damn personalizing it in the wrong way so. all you have to say um okay uh do you think hillary or just take did, the batteries out do you think <laughs> um, hillary will stand a chance of being <coughs> elected president of the u.s actually you know what i think she will personally i jumped do you in think, there, do, I you think, think. do you think do you think so i think from I think, a man coming straight from canada you know the political scene there probably well really we had in canada we had a kim campbell was our prime minister for three months no yeah, just a, like a little tiny dot on the political radar screen. She wasn't in there for long, but it was a, a, a pretty big step forward for Can- for Canadian history. So that's far as yeah, far yeah. Um, Do you think the Americans are ready for that step? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. She's she's had a lot of she's had a lot of bad press too. Like she's so that's she's, the thing. She, I mean, she's definitely not as well liked as her husband, despite the fact that her husband is. Sure, yeah. Former, was former the man. president. <laughs> he was the man in so many ways that I it almost even even when he's like when he came when he came to Ireland actually yeah. I think we were there. Oh, they there. love him. In I mean they love any Clinton or Kennedy. Yeah. They I loved in Limerick they had Kennedy and and uh, the Pope in a in, <laughs> at a bed and breakfast right next to each other in a photo. Well, I mean years ago. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean yeah. the two pictures that Irish families will have on their mantelpiece was basically a picture of the Pope. And a picture of De Valera in, in some uh, in some families depends on which what your politics were. De Valera was like the first president yeah. of Ireland, and um, uh, yeah, JFK was the other picture. Um, and like when Clinton came over, you know, he was a Democrat president, and uh, and he actually did some good things in Ireland. I mean, in terms of the peace process and, and yeah. getting all that, he actually he, he did make a, a huge he, he a huge effect on. With, you know, and he invited all the political parties to the White And he's House. very, he's very Kennedy-like too, as far as charisma. Oh, goes. absolutely. I mean, as absolutely. close as anyone else has come. 
I mean, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, he when he way closer than current company in the White House. I mean, he did a whole like a tour around Ireland and like everywhere he went. I mean, everybody went to go and see him. You know what I mean? I mean, there was like thousands and thousands of people come out. Like people, you know, there was no um, interest in politics whatsoever. Would go out and see him just to see him uh, talk. And um, it's funny though, like, but when Bush Bush hasn't actually done an official visit to Ireland. But he's been in Ireland uh, having conferences with Blair um, and other leaders in Ireland uh, a few times. And they almost have the same amounts of people protesting. <laughs> like, you know, basically telling Bush to get the fuck out of Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's funny. Uh, makes me proud. <laughs> Brings tears to my face. Um, speaking of El Diablo, um, his um, approval rating, all time low, it's uh, between 29 and 33%. Which is the same um, approval rating that Nixon had just after Watergate. <clears throat> just and after I, Watergate. And I, just heard after it was, Watergate. I heard it was on the National today. They said that it was an, at an all time low of any president in yeah. history. Well, I think the only other guy who had the same, the lowest, I mean, that, we're talking. Lowest of the lowest. Um, I think Truman, um, Harry Truman, had a, a pretty bad rating uh, during the Korean War. Okay. Um, but um, not as bad as Nixon. Uh, but I mean, the thing that cracks me up is, okay, uh, when Nixon had that same approval rating, he was drunk all the time. He was wandering around the White House talking to portraits on the walls and asking, you know, dead presidents what their advice was, and getting Harry Harry uh, Kissinger to pray with him <laughs> on his hands and knees. <laughs> so basically, he completely lost the plot. Totally lost. You know what I mean? It was just before he resigned. Uh, but yeah, old El Diablo is still um, chin up. You know, send them more trips. To but they, they did they did say today though um, on the national the national show that that there's a certain advantage, sort of a subtle advantage that Bush has in that everybody has such low expectations on the presidential address that he might actually come out and surprise people and people will go, well actually that wasn't as shitty as I thought it was. Well, I mean, last last year. Uh, he actually gave quite a good present. I mean, you know, he came out and he said, like, oh, we have to get rid of our addiction to oil and all that kind of stuff. Has he done anything about it, though? Absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? So, well, he urged people today or yesterday to Or say, tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, it was, I can't remember what the date yeah. is. They released the speech there. before he actually gives it. Like. And he was saying, just cut back on your oil consumption. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is good and everything. But you know he's not going to do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? He just wants to be... Uh, I don't know why he's even bothering, to be honest. It's just um, get the fuck off the fucking shitter, man. But anyway, the, I was just thinking today that the, the one good thing about Bush is that, um, you know, at least I'll say the next US president is going to be nothing like Bush. It's going to be the polar fucking opposite to Bush. If it's a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they will basically... Whoever wins the next presidency... Well, win it on the idea that I'm as opposite to Bush as you can possibly get. I think that's great. You know what I mean? And uh, hopefully, you know, it, the memory will stay raw in people's minds for a long time to come. You guys want some more beers? Uh, I'd go another beer. Yeah, we'll do another round. Sweet. So on that note, anyway, God bless America. Um, best of luck to any of the Democrats. I'd like to see a Democrat get in, but I don't mind if a Republican gets in as long as they're not Bush. So you, you think Hillary's in? Um, no, I don't actually. No, I, I'd, I'd be very surprised if she actually gets in. I mean, she's got a lot of support and everything. But have you ever actually heard her speak publicly? Yes. No. She's awful. She's actually using the uh, YouTube and that sort of generation to promote her. Well, campaign that's cool, out. and you know, and that's brilliant and everything. But if you actually hear her actually speak, give her public speech, I mean, she yeah, gave and, a, her, and, Yeah, charisma is something that you can't 
you can't learn. Yeah, you, you either have it, you either have it, you don't. Yeah, and I, so. I don't, I don't think. I, won't think I agree with you. I don't think she has. Obama has fucking charisma and yeah. fuckloads. Oh yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, he just like he's just like giving a small interview, and it's like you know he was a born president almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, the two of them, charisma stakes, uh, Hillary is nowhere near as good, do you know what I mean? I mean her acceptance speech for when she won her uh, last Senate in the, yeah, the election, it was, my God, I mean, it was flat as a pancake, do you know what I mean? It was as, as inspiring as this bit of pizza on the table here. Which actually, though, the pizza looks pretty good. And the pizza was pretty good, yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, I'd be very surprised. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't complain if they did lecture. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Well, we just have to narrow it down. Uh, another round of beers there, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's, so, uh, we, we're that's almost up there, right? Eh? Yeah, we're wrapping up there. Well, cheers. Thanks no for uh, Andrew the Canadian stopping by. Well, maybe we'll get you back for that Party Pill episode. Would you be keen for that? Would you be keen? I'll have to speak with my advisors. <laughs> <laughs> I may just check with Air New Zealand if they have any uh, contingency plans. Uh, I'd, say, um, I'd say my girlfriend actually be on for that episode. She loves Party Pills. Fair dinkum. Fair yeah. Okay, well, listen, guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks very again. much to our new subscribers. Um, hope you'll continue to subscribe and listen to our rants and raves. Thanks for the comments on the blog and for um, all the emails that you guys send us. If you any new subscribers out there don't know the email address, Johnny, it's nzpubcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit us on the, the blog, blog at nzpubcast.blogspot.com. And don't come to New Zealand. Unless you've had your blueprints cross-examined by at least three parties. There you go. Um, that's put people off. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, coming from the states like this, it's, it is a fucking nightmare. It was, yeah, dark. It was a dark moment. Right. Bye, Thank y'all. <laughs>